The only way for you to get everlasting joy, peace, contentment, happiness in this life is to find it in Christ. Stop looking around and start looking up. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother and sister, you need the word. Okay, so the title of my message today is Stop Looking Around and Start Looking Up. I'm going to say that again. Stop looking around and start looking up. Now, the reason that this is my title today it's because I see a lot. Whatever we focus our eyes on is where we will begin to walk. And that is what we will become a part of. Now, different people may have different perspectives of the exact same circumstance. And today, I want to make sure that our perspective is correct. Because we can have predispositions about what we should be thinking whenever bad things come, whenever good things come. But I want us to have the perfect predisposition when any circumstance begins to arise. We can form our thoughts based on the world. Don't get me wrong. They may tell you, hey, think this. Do this if you feel sad. Do this if you feel happy. They'll give you all these rules that you should do. But I want to make sure that we are solely basing on what the Lord says. Because that will produce a different mindset. No matter what circumstance we are facing in this wicked world. Now, this is what the Lord tells us to do. In Isaiah 26, verse 3 and 4. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Now we see in Isaiah that the Lord tells us those who fix our thoughts on the Lord, those who trust in the Lord will have perfect peace. And so we have to redefine what will make us peaceful, what will make us joyful, what will make us content. Because we see in the world, we think, oh, if only we start fixing our thoughts on, oh, if only I had this, or if only that were me, things would be different. So we have to remove our fixated eyes off of what we have around us and start looking up, fixating our eyes on him. That's the myth of the world, though. The world will tell you that you need this to be happy. You need this to feel peace, to feel joy, to feel contentment. It is all based on your circumstances. And so now the world says, okay, put your hope in this and you'll find peace. Put your hope in this instead of God. And now the word tells us to put our hope in our father, not in anything around us. And so if your thoughts are fixated on what the world's opinion of you, let me break it to you. Some sad news. You will never reach perfect peace because the world and their opinion is completely opposite from the father. The world is going based on flesh when the father is going based on spirit. The world is not able to see what you need for your spiritual well-being. They're only able to see what your fleshly well-being needs. And those are things that are far away from God. Now, when God says, okay, I'm here for your spiritual well-being, I'm here to make sure that what you do in this world transfers over into the next life, you need to listen to me. This is why we can stand on it, because his word and his spirit never changes. As we see in Isaiah 40, verse 8, the grass withers and the flowers fade. Let me just point that out. Those are things of the world, things of this earth. Everything will pass away with this earth. But the word of God stands forever. And it also tells us in Numbers 23, verse 19, God is not a man, so he does not lie. 
He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? And so when you look at more scripture, when God gives us all these promises, when God tells us, hey, do this and you will get this, why do we doubt him? He tells us in Matthew 6, verse 33, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Let me ask you this. Why do we first seek every other outlet? That is the first thing we go to is everything but God. We go to our mama. We go to our work. We go to our car. We go to this, this, and that, drugs, whatever you go to. Anything that we've put our hope in. Why do we go there first and then make seeking God the last option? We go to that after we've completed everything and we've made the damage. And we're like, here, God, now it's time for you to fix it. When he's told us, hey, I was trying to get you to avoid all that damage, all that hurt, all that pain, if you would have just obeyed me. Now, the tricky part is, though, let me tell you this something about the devil. He'll make you keep looking around and seeing what everybody else has. He'll make you keep looking around at your circumstances and thinking, oh, something must be wrong with me. I'm missing something. And so he'll make you think that you need things that you don't. And when God tells us, I'll give you everything that you need, you're like, okay, well, God, you go to God like, Father, in heaven, I need this from you. I'm trusting and I'm putting my faith in you. And so you're waiting, you're waiting like, man, why hasn't God answered? Why hasn't God given me this thing that I need when it wasn't something that you needed? It was something that you wanted, that your flesh saw as you were looking around. But God wants us to look in our spirit. God will not provide things that are outside of his will that are going to go against him and cause you to be disobedient. Why would he supply you something that will cause you to be disobedient? And so we have to understand that when God wants to fulfill us, it is for our spiritual needs. And so for us, though, we can't even spot the needs if we're looking all around instead of up, instead of seeing what he has already told us he would give us. In Psalms 34, verse 10, it tells us, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. But now let me ask you this. What happens whenever our definition of what is good is solely based on our own selfish ambition or our own selfish desires or wants that we're no longer looking at what the Bible says. And the Bible shows us why so many people are not content with life, why so many people are not happy, so many people aren't finding peace and finding joy in every situation, which was something that we were supposed to be given as a gift from God. The thing is, the good things are there. We're able to see the good things. They are there. If you line it up with the word, everything is there. But we don't recognize it because we're so blinded by our own selfish desires. We're looking here instead of here. We're looking all around instead of what we should be truly focused on. And you've allowed, I mean, I've even allowed, sometimes we allow our goals to be so skewed and messed up that we're trying to run after something, run after this, the next big thing. And then you realize, okay, once you reach that destination, it wasn't even something you wanted in the first place. That it came with other things that you didn't know it was attached to. And so now you're trying to detach these things that came with it, but, but you're thinking, okay, maybe if I just do this different. So you keep doing the same thing over and over again, using this broken system, expecting a different result. But let me tell you something about the Word of God. It's not broken. But it is whole. It is pure. It is something that will not change. And so if you're seeking anything outside of that, you got to expect change. you got to expect that things will not go the way that you planned it to go. 
And if you're not going to use what the formula that your creator gave you to use, don't expect the same results that he's willing to give because you can't get it from anywhere else. We got to stop looking out to other things to get the same outcome that God will give. He's the only one who can give that outcome. And we may have had our own way of thinking of what was good, what was going to make us happy. But I want to create a new standard today. I want us to focus on what the word says we should be focusing on. And I want us to have a change of heart and a change of mind today. So in Philippians 2, verse 3 and 4, it says, don't be selfish. That's a big one. That's something we don't hear often. It continues to read, don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You're probably thinking, wait, 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 wait. I've heard so many times, I thought that for me to be happy, I had to focus on myself. For me to be happy, I had to put more focus on me. I had to really look at what I needed and what I wanted. But no, the word of God, it tells us don't be selfish. It tells us don't look and get all these people's approval and trying to impress others. But it said, look at other people's interests before you look at your own. That is how you find true happiness. Because the more you start to look at what others have and you're no longer looking at what God has blessed you with, you'll become unhappy. You'll become discontent with your life. And so when God says, hey, don't even try to use all this flashy stuff, because guess what? All that does is put focus back on you, trying to bring glory back to you, make you look good. But when you no longer trying to make yourself look good to others, but you look to your heavenly father and say, I want to make you look good. Now you're bringing glory back to him and you're able to actually receive the rewards from him instead of rewards from the world. And let me show you how the world thinks. In John 12, verse 43, it says, For they loved human praise more than the praise of God. And when you're seeking human praise, you will step out of the realm of where God is giving you joy, where God is giving you peace and contentment. And you're now looking for others to give you that which they can never fulfill. So guess what? You're going to keep running and keep doing all the things that they tell you to do, hoping that one day you'll get to that joy. You'll get to that peace. You'll get to that, that contentment. But that is not something that the world can give. And we have this selfish mindset or we think, okay, for me to give joy, I got to first receive it. I got to get it from somewhere. Well, let me tell you this. You've already received it. You've already gotten it. See, the standard of the world will make you think, oh, well, I have to get all this stuff before I can give. But Christ has said, I've already given it to you. It is already yours. As we see in Philippians 3 verse 8. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ. And so that is the ultimate thing that we need. That is the ultimate thing that we are working towards. So you have no excuse to say, well, I need this first before I can give. First off, you've already gotten it. You've already gotten everything that you need. There is nothing more that we need than Christ. And so when we understand that, we will see that anything else that we receive, 
such as blessings, such as, let me give you an example, a car, a house, clothes on your back, food in your stomach. That is a gift from God. That is a blessing from God. These are things that he has given us out of his love, out of his joy. But he's given us everything that we need. And so we can no longer have to think, oh, as soon as I get this promotion, oh, God, you'll get the biggest shout. As soon as I get this relationship, oh, God, you'll get the biggest shout. But we will understand that I've already received all that I need to receive. And you may receive that stuff. Let's be clear, the devil can, as we see when he was trying to tempt Jesus, he was trying to tempt him with things he could give. Not everything that you deem is good is from God, because certain good things may be based on our own selfish desire. The devil knows that. He'll give it to you. He'll give it to you quickly. But when God is saying, hey, I'm not going to give that to you, that's going to do more harm than it is good. And you think, oh, I need it, though. So you do everything you can to get it. But the thing is, you'll get that thing that you thought would make you happy. You have a quick spike in happiness and right back to where you were. The only way for you to get everlasting joy, peace, contentment, happiness in this life is to find it in Christ. It doesn't change based on your circumstance. It doesn't change based on tomorrow, today, or the next day. But it is solely based on his promises. Now, how do you search for it in Christ, you may ask. You say, okay, I want to start searching for it in Christ. I've been searching from all the wrong places, and I see it in my results. I'm not getting anywhere. I want to just tell you two things that are very easy Very simple to do, but it just requires you to be willing to do it. Number one, you've heard both of these things I'm about to say, but I want to remind you. Number one, start praying more. Start giving God more of your problems, of your joys, of everything that you're going through in life. Tell him, hey, God, continue to pray and say, God, I need this. And so whatever you get back, you are able to be thankful and grateful and say, None of this came from me. Nothing came from my own will or my own strength. Everything came from my father. So you are grateful for whatever you receive back because he didn't have to give it to you. And then he will begin to pick out the things that are not of him, pick out the things that will cause you more harm than pleasure. He's going to say, hey, I'm going to move all the things and make it what I need it to be to grow you for my sake, for my kingdom. So start praying and then you'll begin to also see that when you start praying for other people, you start looking at not what you got going on, but you start using your prayer time for other people. And then you see God move in their lives. That will bring you more joy than you could ever imagine. That will bring you more peace in knowing that God is hearing you and he is taking care of those around you that you love. Don't give up praying for others just because God has not answered your prayer. Remember, you must focus on others. Jesus focused on others before he focused on his well-being. Now let's go to number two. This is the last thing I want to talk about. Start reading your word daily. This right here helps you understand what you need and what things are things of your wants that are going to be inside of your heart, which is nothing but evil. It helps you differentiate the two so that you are not confused. When the devil tries to bring you this blessing or this good thing, you're not confused and and putting all your hope in this one thing. But you understand that nothing, we need to put nothing above God, nothing above him. And so then you'll begin to see what the will of God is and walk in it. Now, I want to look at this last scripture for today. Philippians 4 verse 6. And this is something I want you guys to remember. Because whatever situation you're in, this is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. When you give your worries to God and you're no longer worrying, you're able to have peace in your heart. 
That's what causes all the stress is you're worried about this and that. But when you have peace in your heart and knowing it's out of your hands that you have someone who's taking care of it for you, you got peace, you have joy, you have contentment in any circumstance. No matter if there's pain, sorrow, or joy or happiness, you're able to find peace. And whenever you welcome God in, you welcome his results. I've heard this saying. I don't know who it was from, but I've heard it a couple of times. It says, when it's God's will, it's God's bill. So he's going to pay for it. He's going to supply whatever he's placing within your heart, whatever he is placing, not whatever you are placing in your heart. Remember that. And in God's kingdom, we got to understand we're not the king. We're not the queen. We are not up that high. We are a servant. And when you have that mindset and understanding that I don't need people coming to me to do this and that. You understand that I'm here to serve. I'm here to give God everything. And when you have that mindset of, I'm going to find happiness more so in serving than being served, then you'll see that no matter what anybody else does, that won't affect your happiness. It's all about what you do and say, oh, I'm going to help. I'm going to serve God with all of my heart. And that is where you will see changes because that is the only thing that you can control, whether or not you're going to serve God. And you're going to serve him enthusiastically and joyfully, no matter what circumstance you are in. And so I just want to close with this. I want to make sure that we understand that the more we search for God and the more we look up, the more we pray, the more we read our word, we'll begin to see all he has given us. We'll begin to be thankful and grateful and say, thank you, Father, even just for the breath of life, because certain people didn't get that this morning. Thank you, Father, for the food that I have, because I actually just came back from Ecuador. When I tell you those are some of the most happiest, content people I've ever seen, they had ripped clothes, they had dirty hands, they didn't shower for probably months, but they were the most joyful, welcoming people I've ever met in my life. And if you see the way that they live, you would have thought, oh, why aren't they so sad? But guess what? They have Christ. They have Christ. That is all that they need, and they have enough. They've been filled up so much, they're able to give so much more than people in America. People in America have built up all this stuff. But they don't give as much. They give you their last piece of food. They will share with you. And so when we understand that it's not based on circumstance, but it's based on your relationship up there, that is how you will see happiness and joy change in your life. So stop looking around. Stop looking. I want y'all to say it with me. Stop looking around and start looking up. All right. Thank you all. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled, Stop Looking Around and Start Looking Up, by Jamie Bronner. This message is number 6597. That's 6597. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 6597 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers of the word.